Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How's everybody doing this fine Monday evening? Jeffrey Wilson coming to you live and direct. Riding shotgun with my boy, UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Militich. What's up, champion? There is a lot that's up. There is a lot, buddy. We've got some interesting stuff going on. The the Ruskies have arrived in Venezuela. The Mueller report <laughs> has come out. Lots of it stuff has. happening, but... Uh, yeah, we're going to break this down. I've got a lot of information to spit out and discuss with you, as I'm sure you do with me. Am I correct? Well, yeah, man. We um, you know, we do have a lot on our plate today. Unfortunately, due to some technical stuff, we're not going to be able to take actual phone calls, but uh, you could just put your questions in the comment section um, of our YouTube page, <laughs> and I think our Facebook page will be up live in just a moment as well. So just go ahead and uh, put your comments there. But, yeah, man, where the heck do you want to start? I mean, obviously. I want to start, Jeff, not to, not to cut you off, but I would like to start with all the people, and I hate to say it. I love you. You're my fellow Americans. But I want to start with all the people that, for God's sakes, for over two years, have been hand-fed this garbage line when, I mean, our podcast, The Conspiracy Farm, and many other people, we're providing the information, the names, the dates, the documents, the emails, that all of the information on the dossier was fabricated from a 2007 document that was not written on Donald Trump. All the names were replaced on that dossier from 2007. That that dossier was actually originally written on guess who? Do you know who, Jeff? I don't, but I feel you're going to... Let me know, and the rest of us. A dossier was written on William Clinton. No. That's William, where the William dossier... William likes the golden showers? That's where the dossier comes from. In 2007, that's where it comes from. And they took out Clinton's name and put in Donald Trump's name. And you talk about projection. Remember we talked about projecting how the Democrats... And the Clintons and all these people were projecting the crimes that they were committing onto Donald Trump. It's it's not only remotely true, it's exactly true. Yeah, I mean, they call that gaslighting, and that's exactly true. You basically project, you basically say your enemy's doing something that basically you're doing. And yeah, that was... It's more I mean, than, dude, it's more than disturbing. It's it's more than disturbing that this, that this went on. And... and you know, you think about the the people like General General Flynn. General Flynn got ruined by all of this. Yeah. Right? General Flynn got ruined by, by all of this because he forgot about a it was a text message, basically. Man, he yeah. got he got hung out to dry. He got completely hung out to dry. He'll he's going to get a pardon. You watch Trump will. Oh, for pardon sure. Him. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now in all of this that's gone on, we can go down the list of all the stuff. How it, how it really, I mean, this is, in my mind, the biggest crime in American history. This is the biggest, what? I mean, this is literally treason, sedition, uh, Clinton committed, I mean, there's espionage, bringing in foreign intelligence agencies, uh, British and Australian intelligence agencies to assist in taking down an, a president-elect and a sitting president even. Yes. I mean, these people, these people need to be charged, and there are a lot of people, I think, John Brennan's going to prison. I think John well, Brennan's going to prison. There were so many players in all of this. I mean, going back, you know, to your DNC, your crowd strike, you mean Hillary Clinton, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I, you know, like you said, it was it was a big, a lot of it was a big projection. You know, from, from the Democratic side, when you look at what Hillary was doing in the Uranium One, the Podestas, John and Tony Podestas doing, you know, huge huge money over there in, in the Ukraine and in uh, over in Russia. So, I mean, I'm wondering. We'll see once the once the full report. I wonder how much. You know, when we talked about on the show about Q and whatnot, you know, where where's all of that? Is that is that legit still possibly? Could there still be some some information? I don't know about the you know, as we've talked before, there's supposedly twenty, thirty thousand indictments, but then Mueller's saying there's no more indictments to come. So I'm wondering 
what happened to all those sealed indictments? Was that just... They aren't Mueller's indictments. What's that? They aren't Mueller's indictments. Oh, just other sealed document or sealed indictments throughout the country. Well, I mean, Huber's been doing an investigation. There's been several investigations going on. Different departments that are handling this stuff, stuff from the Department of Justice. So, I mean, you know, Huber's out in Salt Lake City doing his his investigation. <clears throat> so he hasn't even finished his his investigation at all. But what I think we're going to see now, they were just waiting. I think for because they've had two and a half years almost to to do their investigation, right? right? So if it if it if Mueller is actually on the side of the deep state right now, which I'm not convinced he is, I still I still think there's a very good chance that Mueller was brought in by Trump. And the front, the camouflage, was investigating Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. But the whole time, he's been dismantling and disseminating leaks throughout the entire time on the deep state. Which, where have the leaks come from? Besides WikiLeaks, where else could they have come from, Jeff? It's from the inside, I mean, I would presume. Well, who had the inside? Who was the one that was uncovering everything? Who was the one with 40, 50 FBI agents with... Think about it, 500, 500 warrants, there were 500 witnesses, 230, 230 communication requests, 50 phone taps, 13 foreign government intel requests. All of this stuff, don't tell me he didn't uncover a ton of of crimes on the other side and then leak those. Just to, oh, I don't, I don't I, doubt it. I see it as a dissemination of information of all these crimes that were committed as a, a slow bleed to condition the American people to be ready for the other side to start going down, dude. I'm telling you, that's how this went down because there's no other way to do it. You can't just suddenly come out of nowhere and arrest everyone. I mean, that's a banana republic move because you're not showing and you're not conditioning the, the citizenry to the crimes that have been committed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So you still do you still have the mind that this could be in the in the vein of a, of a big kind of sting operation between not just like, well, Mueller and Trump, essentially. <clears throat> Without a doubt, because I, the likelihood of it is actually more than 50 percent in my mind. It's just taken longer because you know, Mueller everyone... was dead to rights, dude. Mueller. We know everybody who wanted to do the a little bit of legwork knows that Mueller flew to Russia and delivered uranium samples to the Russians on the tarmac. I mean, let's let's be honest. That's you're handing samples of the most important substance known to man to our enemies. We know he did this. Is this? Is we know one hundred percent he did it. Absolutely, he did it. Right? We know this one hundred percent. WikiLeaks exposed the documents. That was two years ago. Right. You know. I mean, there's been so much stuff. I mean, it's easy to, I, I guess, well, yeah, to forget. But, exactly. Um, I think the Obama administration and the Clinton State Department, they had operated for so long without repercussions from the media that they felt they were completely untouchable. And they were basically doing whatever the hell they wanted to. And they didn't in any way, shape, or form believe that Clinton was going to lose that election. And all of well, this would have been the, washed away. Huge news a couple of weeks ago about Lisa Page and what she said under testimony about the DOJ uh, telling the FBI to stand down. Yeah, like that—that that was so underreported, and I don't think we even touched on that on the show here. And they were going to charge—they were going to charge Clinton with gross negligence, right? And bordering on espionage charges. That's some serious stuff, dude. Well, I mean, we—I mean, I don't know if those reports were true, but they were wondering about did some of this information in these weak servers fall into the hand of foreign forces? And supposedly China said that they have every email. Russia and China. And, well, I mean, oh, come on. The NSA has every email. Well, I mean, of course. But, I mean, this this notion of was, I mean, was this con uh, sensitive, top secret, classified information mishandled, you know, in a legal, felonious fashion, it's, you know, people accessed her server. It was hacked. So, I mean, that alone is a, is a felony that should, should, she should have been charged for. But it's just, right. you know. Well, and let's just, go, but let's go back to the way they were operating, you know, their the way they were operating was, I mean, they weaponized every bureaucratic agency that they could. They weaponized the IRS to go after their opponents. They weaponized the FBI. They weaponized the DOJ. They weaponized everything Yes. to go <laughs> after anyone who stood in their way. 
And she still lost, which is just so absolutely hilarious. Still, they had the media, they had every bureaucratic agency going after. They had everything, literally everyone and everything. They had worldwide support from all these intelligence agencies, governments, all these other corrupt groups, you name it. And they still couldn't beat him. That's this guy. This guy should have an S on his chest. I'm telling you. <laughs> no matter what you think, whether he's a white hat or not, that guy pulled it off. And I was just thinking to myself today, I mean, it just so in even some of our early episodes when he first got in office, it just goes against like the narrative that I've just always thought was so tried and true that presidents are not elected, they're selected. And so this notion that this, you know, whether white hat or not, this I think this, this I think this goes against all his, history in regards to that, Jeff. I think that this goes against the grain on all of it, dude. I think that the. I, I think between the internet, social media, all the other stuff, the information that bled out on the Benghazi stuff, the history of all the way back to the Mena Airport in Arkansas, the, the the running the cocaine to fund Bill's, you know, political aspirations, all this other stuff, all the way back till then, bled out. It was everybody was wise to it that was paying attention at all and said we absolutely cannot have this person in office. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was a complete nightmare. And you know, once you saw the Democrats, that's who they were rolling with. I was like, wow, that's your choice, especially with everything you've just listed from, you know, the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, Mina, the stuff in Haiti, Uranium One. It's like that was that was the worst possible choice. Well, the, the most, they, the, and then you get up to the election against Donald Trump, right before it, and the DNC, Obama, the Obamas had buried the DNC in so much debt that it was literally bankrupt. It was going bankrupt. And the Clintons took their money out of the Clinton Foundation and said, how much is it in debt? And they took it, they brought it back out of debt. I think, I think they basically got rid of 80% of the DNC's debt, basically took ownership of the DNC, then robbed Bernie of the nomination. You mm -hmm. remember the chaos in Denver at that Democratic convention. Correct when when yeah. oh yeah when thousands of of people walked out of the arena, and they paid people to come in and take their seats the next day. Remember that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and then Bernie goes on to end endorse all of the people who were well. It was either that. Or it was either take the free house and the Audi R four or or end up dead. Which he wound up getting pinched for. Didn't his wife or something? It someone in his. I think his wife got pinched for some kind of bank non-declaration of six hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> and then he's gonna try to run again. It's high comedy, man. I have to say though, during this whole thing and part of this whole, and again for me, man, it's not about who's right, who's wrong. Like I talk about all the time, man. I just love being able to exchange ideas civilly without having to insult each other, et cetera. But like you said, man, for the last two years. There's been a certain group of people who've been towing this line and creating this manufactured narrative. And to watch people like uh, Roger Maddow, or jeez, uh, what do I call her, Roger? Um, maybe it's the haircut. Rachel Maddow just begin to weep on, on screen, on TV, on the news was just absolute. I mean, I was laughing my ass off, dude. Rachel. Was, poor, poor Rachel. Poor Rachel. She used to be a smoke show back in the day till Hillary turned her out. <laughs> that is just wrong. But, I mean, again, you see you see already. I mean, that's the thing, champ. So what do you think? Does this – did Mueller find no – when he says there's no collusion, is that just no collusion he could find? So that had to be his findings? Or like I said the other day, <coughs> and almost like me with the Warren Commission or, you know, the federal government lies all the time. So I get it if you don't buy what they're saying. So is, is there any shape or form where people will kind of just get over or will there always be this doubt like oh no i know he works for putin i know it. i don't care what Mueller says even though for two years they well of you know, course there's going to be him. of course there's going to be people of that mindset think about it how what how the the confirmation bias we've talked about before right right people are going to believe that no matter what so it does i don't care they can they can they can do that. They can they can live. They're going to go to their grave going. He's a well, Russian I mean, agent. As far as as far as that weaponization though, it still kind of continues of the media because because like I said, they hedge their bet so much on this narrative being true, and then when they found out it's not true. There's no level of dis intellectual honesty or kind of accountability. It's always like no 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 no. I don't care what he said. I'm like I said. I still have my confirmation bias. There's nothing you can say to change my mind. And that's not just normal people. That's the media still controlling that narrative. So that's well, why the media's tied. The media's tied in. They're paid off. Those people have been paid off. You know that sure. without a doubt. 
And we have talked about this previously, but now is the time when everybody in America needs to pay attention and perk your ears up. The hair better be standing up on the back of your neck because now the false flag attacks start. They're going to get so desperate at this point that false flag attacks will happen. Bodies will start dropping. Mark my words, am I right? I No, I agree. We said that off air. I mean, I, I do believe we're going to be seeing all the different levels that they have us divided on. They're, we're going to start, we're going to see more religious attacks, more racial attacks, more Jussie Smollett type business. I mean, we're going to see more and more of that just because, yeah, it's, it's full on. Um, the analysis on of the left side has always been really <laughs> irrational relates to this because it is all emotion because he supposedly grabs or whatever it is. But let's let's appeal to the let's appeal to the people on the other side of the uh, common sense line. Okay, I'm I'm going to do my best at this point now to just not offend anyone, but I have to appeal to your whatever sliver of common sense is left in your body in your brain <laughs> that. You have to say to yourself that this investigation was not motivated by potential crimes. It was motivated by hatred and then looking for crimes. It would be like the police saying you're not charged with anything, coming to your house with no warrants, and taking all of your, basically all of your records, your computer, your phone, your this, your that, just because they hate you. And then investigating all your records for potential crimes. That's what's going on. This is this is so against the Constitution what they have done to not an average citizen, but the sitting right. president and president president elect first, and the GOP nominee first. Okay, I should say going backwards. Then sitting uh, elect president elect and then sitting president. That this is it's treason. It's. And, and not and then look not only just looking not only just you know breaching his rights as it relates to you know surveilling him et cetera, his, his attorney client privilege went out the window because look what they did to Michael Cohen went in and just raided him to get information clearly on Trump, I mean, which you know again beyond unconstitutional gang. Yeah, so they and the way that they the way that the the administration did this the previous administration is they used the. The rule within the FISA courts to do what's called, what's that, the double hop, the double hop rule. So if you uh, were somebody that um, we wanted and you worked at, okay, wherever, you worked at uh, any office building and we wanted to get to you, um, we could basically... Anybody that you emailed and that anybody that they emailed, like it's that double hop, you see what I'm saying, of communications. So to get to Donald Trump, anybody that worked in that Trump Tower building could then be unmasked, spied on, and then looked at all their email records and then looked at all the email records of all those people to try and get into Trump's communications, right? So that's how these scumbags were doing this. Unreal. Right? It'll be anxious to see the next phase of this, quite frankly, because now now you're hearing about uh, you know collude not collusion but obstruction. Well, Hello? the the obstruction and you know it's not actionable is what Mueller's report said, correct? I I didn't I didn't catch. Yeah, it says uh, says not actionable. And you have froze. Reconnecting. Are you coming back to me? Momentary pause, people. So I'll jump in here. <clears throat> I'll jump in here. Okay. So what do you what what do you see immediately? Because what I watched earlier today, um, and you have the the press secretary on uh, what NBC. And again, I'm not going to get have their names off the top of my head, right? right. But what uh, the NBC anchor during the Today Show is saying doesn't the president owe Mueller an apology for two years of bashing him, and now he come out basically says like there are no findings. He's not totally exonerated, right? Even though it, he said he's totally exonerated, but you know, like he she said two years of bashing Mueller. Do you? I mean, do you? He doesn't owe him an apology at all. Here's why. Okay. Because. 
Donald Trump taught Vince McMahon how to be Vince McMahon. What you're watching, in my mind, has been orchestrated from the very beginning to make it look like Mueller was investigating Trump when, in fact, he's been investigating the deep state and leaking all of this stuff out about all these crimes that have gone on. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All of this is going to come down to when now all the investigations that have actually been going on behind the scenes on the people who committed crimes in the last administration, when all these people start getting charged for potentially those crimes and for potentially the crimes of spying on, illegally spying on a, a GOP presidential nominee, uh, elect president-elect, and then sitting president, that's when charges potentially go up on Mueller also for the things that he took part in as head of the FBI when he was head of the FBI, which Trump and his team knew was going to come up. He was going to get charged along with everybody else, possibly by Huber or somebody else's investigation. And then Trump has already agreed to give him a pardon. So this was all part of the, the smokescreen. You see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. So that's all this was. I, I'm, I'm literally almost 100% still convinced that that's the case because – I mean, this was, this was, <clears throat> if that's not the case, then this was their cleanup to try and save their skins. This is literally two to three layers deep into their plan where they had to keep scrambling. And then it was like, well, he got elected. Now we're in deep, deep trouble. Now we've got to do this. So if it, if it wasn't Trump and his team that brought Mueller in, I still think Bannon and Dr. Gorka were the ones that brought Mueller to Trump. I think they positioned him in, into um, into Trump's hands, and Trump's team saved him and pulled him out of the swamp and said, "You'll get a pardon, but here's what you're going to do, and this is this is the way the game's going to be played." How much Mueller's come out twice during this entire investigation, and both times it was to say that Donald Trump was not guilty of what the media was saying he was guilty of. Now think about that. Yeah, right. So. What's your thoughts there, buddy, on my my white hat theories, tough guy? Yeah, I, I I had to I, my the, my Skype dropped for a second, so I missed a couple minutes of it. But I mean, I every, bro, anything is possible, and I I don't say I don't believe in Q and I don't believe in the 4D sting or whatever because like I think I just smarter than everybody, or whatever. I just I just don't see it happening. But I wish to God it were true because. You know what you know what we talk about in this show, champ. I mean, the, the the rampant illegality. This stuff we're talking about about obstruction of justice and weaponizing the Justice Department. That's been going on for decades. You know what I mean? And even weaponizing the media to get us into war. It's been going on for a long time. But it you know all it took of a whole really, new level really with covers the last up some really. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you know, there's no this no Olympics of evil, but absolutely during during the eight years of Obama, you know, from Syria to Libya. You know they're now trading sub-Saharan Africa's in Libya or sub in Libya because of just the, the, the shithole it is and the absolute chaos that was created. That was how they funneled weapons through up to Syria. That's what Benghazi was really about. Dude, not only and not only were there government people doing the FISA queries on all of this on all this stuff to to unmask people and go after U.S. citizens, they gave access to U.S. contractors who were civilians access to NSA records to go after civilians. Like, they opened the floodgates on U.S. citizens by these people, and there were foreign intelligence people also who were allowed in there. Right? That's yeah. some serious, I mean, serious it's, it's stuff, Thunderdome, dude. bro. It's full-on Thunderdome. <clears throat> so then, a uh, guy by the name of Mike Rogers, who was a, a true patriot within the NSA system, Mike Rogers is the one who um, who freaked out about all of this originally, right? Mike Rogers will go down as a, an absolute hero in U.S. history because Mike Rogers is the one that threw the flags up and said, whoa, 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 what's going on? You guys are, you guys are doing this illegally, man. This is, this is wrong. And he's the one that went to Trump Tower and met with Donald Trump um, when they had time to set up a, a, a basically a separate soundproof room so that, so that there could be no spying, no eavesdropping. And he and Donald Trump went in that room, and that's when he told Donald Trump he'd been being spied on the whole time. That's when Trump sent out the tweet that said Obama had been spying on him, right? Wiretapping, mm -hmm. right? And then right. the media Wire said, tap, oh, this yeah. is garbage, whatever. But right after Mike Rogers told Trump about this, that's when Trump evacuated Trump Tower 
and went over to New Jersey out in the country and set up shop out there for, and never went back to Trump Tower after that, right? So yeah. Mike Rogers, then after Trump got elected, once Trump, no, yeah, it was, well, it was, I believe after Trump got elected, but Obama was still in office, the Obama administration and a bunch of other people in the media started calling for Mike Rogers firing for other crimes that they said he committed. It wasn't right. because of course. it wasn't because he exposed them. <clears throat> they just painted a false picture about Mike Rogers and said he needed to be fired and go away. So yeah. that's that's how all of that part of it went down. But Mike Rogers, I want to shake I want to buy Mike Rogers a steak dinner and a beer, man. No, no, uh, no uh, fast food. No like fast Trump food. The, no fast like food. No fast food. Trump, Trump hooks up the national champions with. But I mean, yeah, anything is possible, dude. And I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm again with especially with the false flags. Um, <clears throat> and I guess it makes me think of uh, something I just saw today: a Sandy Hook father uh, killed himself last week. Two of the survivors of the Parkland shooting killed themselves within a couple days. Not to say that's in any way related, but for me and how my mind works, I, I mean, it's it's just uh, oh, strange, a diver- things, it's, it's, strange things are afoot, man. Well, it's it's horrible that 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 has happened. That a father had to had to do that. Nobody, nobody. Um, I've got three daughters, so I, I can't imagine losing losing one of them. So for sure, for um, sure. You know, prayers go out to their families. But I, I I've got. Still an awful lot of material on the subject we were talking about, so I, I don't know why you had to jump ship on me there, bud. Well, it just made me think of just the crazy stuff that's about to go down. You know what I mean? The false flags we spoke of, and just it just, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Well, there's just... a lot of there's a lot of stuff with New Zealand that, as far as false flags yeah. go, that are, you know, John Podesta was there five days before that went down. What was John Podesta doing there? Well, if you, if you read the article, I wish I had it now. I sent it to you. He said even when he was there, he said this is a, a ripe target for basically election fraud. I, yeah. I forget what it said, something about how we could make basically for convince hacking. people for that hacking. something happened that didn't happen or something like that. For hacking and all kinds of other stuff. Yes. And and the, the Sandy Hook shooters, the Sandy Hook shooters therapist, that, that kid that committed that shooting, his therapist um, was under investigation and fled to New Zealand, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, he fled to New Zealand. And then there I know at some point he has been arrested for what I do not know. I, I'm not 100% sure on, on the details of that. Things are kind of foggy with that, but very weird. Very, very strange. Very strange indeed. That's all I know, dude. <clears throat> well, I and I don't so, know. Um, I don't know if you saw this story. Well, stick Six. with New Zealand. Stick with New Zealand right now because... All right, where, all right, where, all right, the, where the shootings took place in Christchurch, right in the center, there was one mosque on one side and then another mosque on the other. Right in the middle of that are three three police, police stations. stations. Well, and it that took them day, 20 they were some, running a drill on an active shooter. Right. Like they always do. Like they always are. And it took, I don't know how long to get there for for law enforcement to get there but i can tell you that the drive wasn't that far for no, them to be able to all. get there walking distance i mean it was so uh, it's a little this is all these you know and when we say false flag to the people out there who might be listening for the first time that doesn't mean it didn't happen that yes, means no. that there were things set up so that it would happen yes okay so and this and, and again, to this allow goes back it to episode to one develop. And understanding the precedent has that has been set to do these things. Operation Gladio, back at, in the end of the Cold War, when you know the the quote unquote communists would blow up theaters and schools and shootings, with the government would stage these things and then blame them on the communists. So this is the, the pre, I know it sounds twisted, but it's absolutely legit. Right. And you look at Operation Northwoods, the same thing where our government, John Kennedy didn't sign off on it, but the Joint Chiefs of Staff proposed a plan to to the government to basically crash planes, uh, attack civilians, and blame it on Cuba so, so we can go into Cuba. So, you know, if the government, you think the government gives a shit about you, dude, they will take you out in a heartbeat, heartbeat if it's politically expedient for them. Exactly. So <clears throat> when we go back to 
what happened to Trump with the FISA warrant and the spying and all the other stuff and and all this false this false information that was fabricated from the very beginning on him. Once he got elected, all of a sudden you see, and the media played it up like they, it was amazing because a lot of the Twitter feeds of all these former federal employees, heads of different bureaucratic groups, uh, the bureaucracies, the different agencies, people quitting left and right, <clears throat> they weren't quitting because they hated Trump. They were quitting because they were part of this. They were quitting because now they were exposed. I mean, we're talking we're talking a mass exodus of people right. in high positions. Yep. And Bannon and Gorka and Mattis and everybody else went in and cleaned out literally like the top floors of these buildings. I mean, they, they got rid of so many people who were part of the, the corruption that had gone on and had to start from the beginning. It's, it's incredible when you think about the number of people that jumped out and John Brennan, who met with Madigan, Madigan, who was head of um, uh, British intelligence. Am I correct? I'm not sure. Can't call that one. Um, but Madigan and Bob Madigan and Brennan had um, had met, and and it was right after right after Trump had won that Madigan uh, left that position for British intelligence. I mean, he even knew he was cooked all the way over there. Well, even, I forget who it was. I think it was Jack Posobiec when he had him on. He's like, just because they resign, if they're involved with some criminal stuff, that doesn't mean they're free from, Oh no, you know. Not at all. Not at all. No, they're not but free think, from anything. But I think, like you said, they are, they are just getting out of Dodge. And then John, John, what was it? John Carlin quit as the, uh, mm. the head of the DOJ's NSA department. He knew he was cooked. He had to jump, yeah. jump and ship. All the rats started jumping. So, um, very interesting stuff. And John Carlin had worked for Bob, for Robert Mueller. Before he was in that position, he was the head of staff, I believe, for Bob Mueller, for Robert Mueller. So all all of this stuff is intertwined. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's always how it is, right? I mean, that's kind of the. <laughs> The kind of the nature of politics. It's always they you know. all knew. The, basically, they all knew that they were cooked. I just again, man, it it always just blows my mind because, like I said, I I've always thought presidents were elected, not selected. But I like I said when we first had these conversations before Trump got in, I was like, no way, man. Hillary was just too too deep state, and Trump is too much of this rogue rogue kind of element. And sure enough, he won, man. And it's just been really kind of head scratching ever since because so much crap has happened that is just kind of unprecedented. You know, Trump linking up with with Kim Jong Un. I mean, it's just so much just across the board. The guy, <laughs> he just would not stop talking smack about John McCain last week. I'm just like, damn, you just do not care. Well, I think that that is Trump outing John McCain, and we talked about John McCain a lot when he was alive. We haven't talked a lot about him. Since he's no. been deceased, but John McCain, we talked about for a long time, and his part in arming the terrorists in Syria, the uh, revolutionaries in the Ukraine, and causing massive bloodshed and conflict over there. He was he was benefiting from selling arms. We know that the, you know, we've talked about it numerous times. Arsenal weapons manufacturing and Silkway Airlines and the Marianne Danica ship delivering all the weapons. So Trump knew all of that stuff. Trump, remember, we said yeah. stopped all those yeah. programs, stopped all of it, and he cut off the. He cut off the gravy train for guys like like McCain. McCain well, saw his and, money and, train drying up. And ISIS. I mean, you just saw reports the other day. I mean, I don't think they'll ever be gone. I mean, they'll just change their name. But, yeah, I mean, apparently through from basically Trump cutting off the, the money and the funding and the they train. They dried up. It dried up fast. It dried up. It disappeared. And the ones that stuck it out got killed. Right? Yeah. It Well, it's just, um, again, I'm just scratching my head, man, because I'm just like, I just want to. I just want to see how this next phase plate has is playing out because what has happened so far is was literally an attempt at a coup at a sitting president. You know what I mean? Just the the measure of illegality across the board for people who are just lying and doing what they were doing to to enforce this this false narrative has just been amazing. So I'm anxious to see if from this, Trump is now going to flip the script and just go after basically all the people that you just mentioned and talked about. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. It's already happening. I've, I, it's weird, but literally right after the Mueller deal, 
all of a sudden Michael Avenetti gets scooped up when he's trying to he was trying to basically uh, out the Nike uh, executives for all kinds of uh, some crimes or whatever. When and then actually the day after he sends out that that tweet or two days after when he said he was going to have a press conference and and out all of them, he gets scooped up for twenty million dollar uh, bank fraud and all kinds of other crimes, right? Right. Which is so I think it was basically he was running an extortion scam on him, dude. Wow. So I'm thinking yeah. that you know it's it's all just starting. It's all just beginning. Well, and, and you might you might consider this unrelated, but I've I'm kind of been thinking, man, that that college scam going on with William H Macy and Felicity Huffman and all them like high level actresses and actors out there. I've heard and I've kind of read a little bit. Who knows if it's true or not? That that was just kind of the cover story for them really going after the sex trafficking stuff. Human trafficking, which, yeah. Which Allison Mack supposedly spilled the beans on so many of these other different actors and actresses and networks out there. Right. That apparently it was just so hardcore they couldn't necessarily go after those people for that, but they could go after them for the money fraud and you know the. And that's what the, it gives them access to the computers and the records and everything else to then go after them the for the stuff. bigger crimes. Because <clears throat> isn't wouldn't that just be crazy, dude? It's not. It's be, not crazy because that's most no, likely. Saying, that's that more crazy? likely. That's, that's I, actually I, I, more likely than not because who's paying six point five million dollars to a school to get their kid in? You don't need to pay $6.5 million. You don't need to grease somebody's palm for $6.5 million to get somebody into school. I mean, it's right. probably going to take, what, a hundred grand behind the scenes, a 200 grand max, quarter mil maybe? Not $6.5 million. This is payment. This is payment for like moving kids. Ooh, yeah. I'm talking well, kid kids, I... children. Uh, Dr. Dre a couple days ago posted Instagram and it's him and his daughter saying, yeah, my daughter didn't need whatever to get into USC and she got accepted. And then like two days later, somebody found out he gave $70 million to USC like four or five years ago. Okay. $70 million. Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, David Hogg's parents will be in investigated from what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we Now it makes sense how that happened. Um. So what's next, though, man? Like, what do you? I mean, Mueller's Mueller's delivered his findings. Now everybody's saying the AG isn't or AG isn't legit. So you know nothing's going to come of it. That obviously people, certain people wanted, but well, it's obvious, see? dude. It's obvious. Bob Mueller's a Russian agent. <laughs> Robert Mueller is a Russian. There's his real name is Ivan. His real name is Vladimir Pietrov. He is captain of Russian army, and you are American dog. Exactly, exactly. So I mean the. the the media was losing it. You you texted me and said you were having a blast watching was, CNN and MSNBC because they were losing their minds. My youngest daughter asked me if I was okay. I was just you were laughing, dying. huh? You were laughing that hard. I was dying, hard. man. And then somebody sent me the, the video of uh, Roger Maddow. Damn it, Rachel Maddow crying. It's, call, call her call her Roger. It's okay. It's I'm okay. sorry, just the haircut throws me off. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure she's apparently like non-gender. You can or whatever, call her anyway. Roger Maddow. All right, Roger Maddow was crying, and it was just fucking, like, the price of admission, dude. It was just, oh, just dying. It's just, yeah, just hilarious. Man. I feel bad for you because your poor mother listened to her for two and a half years and believed her. She's well, she's one of many, man. One <laughs> How of many, are you not I... able to sway your mother, of all people? Well, you you, know, you, host, you host a worldwide podcast. She don't listen we to have, this. We have millions of listeners. We're in 100 countries. Uh, and you couldn't convince your own mother to stop <laughs> listening to Roger Maddow. I mean, I think she's she's kind of, I mean, she's not, you know, she's not a stupid lady by any stretch. But, I mean, she definitely has a visceral hatred for Donald Trump, which I think, in my opinion, I could be wrong, skews some of her uh, kind of understanding of the of the larger, bigger picture. So, because, I mean, when I try to tell her, I'm like, hey, you voted for Obama for eight years. And how many tens of thousands of millions of people think he killed? With a smile on his face, and you voted for him twice. Not just her, but everybody was like, Trump is the worst of the worst. Like, really? You voted for Hillary. You voted for Obama twice. Do you have any clue that evil, he reigned on the planet for eight years across the world? I mean, no, they don't. So, I mean, it just is easy to hate the. And he's a heel, too. He's a perfect freaking heel. He's like professional wrestling 101. Yeah. He's yeah. a great heel. That's why I believe Mueller is on Team Trump, dude. <clears throat> he had no choice. He was compromised by the deep state. Trump's team saved him, said, this is your job. This is what you're going to do. You have a pardon at the end of it. And and he followed through. And they played the script to the T. 
I'm not even going to front, man. I mean, six months ago, three months ago, I mean, I found that much more harder to swallow. I knew he was, well, I guess I didn't know he was going to not be found you know, guilty of the collusion. When has my gut instinct ever been wrong, Jeff, since oh, you've known on, me? No. When has my gut instinct ever been my has my gut instinct ever been wrong? Well, I, I don't have the ledger of each time you've invoked <laughs> the gut instinct, but <laughs> it, it wasn't written in erasable ink, disappearing ink. <laughs> well, hey, you had your boy Pasoviak on, and he pretty much shat all over all over Q, and so I mean around that time nothing was really. I mean, I, which is fine. Again, hey, listen, we got to have people with all views, right? I mean, I, I still love I, you even though we don't agree hundred percent, right? Well, of course, that's the whole point. We yeah. can exchange ideas and disagree without being violently disagreeable, right? Like Dr. like Martin Luther King said. So when we post this on Facebook and Twitter and everything else, I want people's comments, yeah, on whether they believe Mueller was Team Trump or whether he's still part of the deep state. Well, we got a lot of compliments on your shirt. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, on on YouTube, your shirt is over like clover. Bam, bam. Where, where can I get that shirt? <clears throat> I, I you know what you, I ordered it online, and I I don't even remember where I ordered it from. It might have been uh, misguided. What is it? The misguided uh, patriot site or something like that. Infidel.com. No, I think it's misguided patriots. The guilty will be punished. My boy Hoop said, "Mike Kowski, you remember my boy Mike? He owned the uh, live juke joint when you were down here." Yep, absolutely, my buddy. Dude, he is like two hundred and five pounds now. He said, "Good for him, man." Absolutely. I told him you'd be stoked, man. That is beautiful. Good work, my friend. Yep. Hoops on it, dude. He's on it. So lost it. So oh, now sorry, I was gonna... do we want to uh I guess things are we can move on. We've killed this. We've beaten this animal that's been killed seven times. Yeah, I, I for me the the silver lining is is the is just the comedy of the of the folks who can't be grown ups enough to be like, you know what, I was just wrong. Right. Instead you know what I mean? But again, like the same way, so you could have ten Warren commissions come out that say Lee Harvey Oswald. I will never ever accept it. So it's just like I, I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. So we have to move on to Venezuela. Okay. Mueller is a neocon all the way. Somebody says, possible, possible. Yeah, Venezuela, dude, it's crazy. So when I was researching the the sanctions U.S. put on them, I mean, a lot of those sanctions were on individuals, and some of them would carry over into, you know. Basically, you know, just business in general and, and distribution of goods and all that sort of stuff. But you know, the the government eventually taking over all the all the farming. I mean, they were they were telling people to go out and work in the farms and all this other stuff. Everything imploded, and I mean, people couldn't get diapers for their kids. Couldn't get I mean anything. Couldn't get food, and so I don't know the percentage of how U.S. sanctions played in all of that. I mean, the socialist aspect of things and certainly certainly uh, caused some massive issues with that. Well, it definitely didn't help. And then those guys kicking out foreign investment to try to get their oil out of the ground so they could monetize the oil that they had nationalized, that was definitely not a move. Good well, move. and when you don't have refineries, well, that, that's what you're I'm a saying. complete and dumbass. You don't have money, when you don't have any money and you bring in cats to help you refine it and then you kick them out, you're right. only it's, it's refining more, your it's, only resource. You talk to Shell and Sitco and everybody and go, all right, listen, we want you to keep doing business here, but you need to build this many refineries in our country. And once they get right. done building the refineries, then you take it all over. Because <laughs> well, then you can no, sell the gas. That's no puzzle in Central and South America, going back to, again, Allende or, you know, uh, just any, any any government, in, you know, from Chile to Argentina to Venezuela to Central America. Once you, when those guys down there in like Brazil, they nationalized their, their fruits and goods and services and kick, tried to kick out United Fruit. That's when we start doing some regime change and some coup d'etats and interfering in elections and assassinations that bring in people like, you know, uh, Augusto Pinochet. He was a freaking brutal dictator killing all kinds of people. But he was, you know, he supported U.S. interests. So we, you know, Pinochet, Pinochet, Pinochet got rid of the communists. I kind of I kind of like the guy. <laughs> I kind of like the guy, you know, I mean, he gave free helicopter rides, Jeff. Yeah, he definitely did. But, free free yeah. helicopter rides to the communists. Yeah. There was no return trip included <laughs> in that free helicopter ride, but they got a free helicopter ride. Once again, on right? the record, the champ saying he liked Augusto Pinochet. Check him out. <laughs> hey, listen. When it comes to stopping socialism and communism, there are no rules. There are no well, rules. Uh, 
Again, champ, check out the communist, the 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto and see how close we are from our central bank to our right. IRS. Well, they don't play by the do, do they play by the rules? Who's that? The communists and the socialists. No. I mean, it's they don't not play by the really, rules. It, it, neither do the capitalists. It's, it's never usually, I wouldn't say always, but I don't think it's necessarily about the political ideology, even though I might disagree with one side or the other. What but offers the, the people, people What offers the people the biggest, uh, the biggest opportunities to become successful and independently wealthy and happy? For sure. Well, I mean, again, that's very subjective. You go a, real, a real free market system, of course, which we don't have right now. I get it. Again, you go to a certain country where they could care less about that. You go to Tibet. You go to like you know certain whatever Buddhist countries, and they could care less about capitalism. It's just right. You know, they grow their own. They grow of, their own food, and they live in their huts, right. and they're cool. More self sufficient. I get but it. The, this this notion that capitalism is the be all end all, and there's no downside to that. I mean, I get a free market and all that other good stuff, but it's like it's more oftentimes the people who implement these capitalism. You know, like whatever. How you want to? There's so much money wasted on both sides. You know what I mean? Regardless of, of well, it's when rhetoric. when 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 the free market system gets polluted is when favoritism of government to certain businesses happens. Well, and they, and they call it crony capitalism right. or fascism, which is kind of what we're seeing today. You got the politicians are obviously just biatches of of corporate of yes, corporate powers, of course, who are them themselves biatches of larger financial global financial powers. So it's kind of systemic. But you know, I'm glad we can at least you know. Have the conversation. You know, we at least have a podcast. We have airwaves that aren't, at least for now, restricted for us to even have this. Well, I mean, this live broadcast on YouTube is demonetized, which, you know, th there is coming now. Th this is something that I forgot that I was going to bring up. So the social media stuff, the YouTube, the Facebook, the, the Instagram, the Twitter, all that stuff during Trump's administration is going to be categorized as a utility and all all of this demonetization and attacks and and shadow banning and everything else that's gone on is going to end. I mean, Trump just signed an executive order on free speech in colleges around the nation, universities, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, when 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 Obama was signing executive orders on allowing men to take leaks with my daughters in the bad the girls' bathroom, Trump signing a free speech executive order at least, right? Some some oh, I'm sorry. Somebody said China has more billionaires than any country. Uh, they may. I mean, they may. But let's put it this way. The vast majority of, of, of the Chinese are living in mud-floored huts. Well, as I say, there's a lot, definitely a lot more people in China, too. So. Right. Yeah, the quality of life certainly in general is not better in China. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't think so? Fulan Gong, dude. Put your hands up in the air to just strike a pose and they'll freaking jack your organs. <laughs> well, but here in the United States, I mean, hands up, don't shoot, you get shot. With your hands up. See, that's what I was going to ask you a minute ago. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear about six or seven of the prominent protesters in Ferguson have wound up dead over the last two years from different? Well, one guy had a heart attack on a or OD on a bus. One guy's two guys killed themselves. Two guys were found in fire cars that are set on fire. They're separate, all separate incidents. But like supposedly, the several of the more prominent protesters who were all over the news and social networking at the time are dead. Well, when you join Soros, uh, join Soros's crew for clandestine operations these these secretive uh disruptive operations i mean you you are the link you are the one with the that's knowledge a, that's what i was seeing on a lot of comments people were saying well hey man you signed up with the devils or you know signed up with the snakes so i don't right. wonder why you got bit gotta get rid of the links man the people that organize the organizers end up end up gone yeah right that's really yeah absolutely i mean they don't well whatever and the sad thing is is look we know. I mean, listening to Tyron Woodley talk about Ferguson, and there there was racism with the law with the law, some of the law enforcement officers down there. Um, there was racism going on, and so it was ripe for that to happen, right? Right, for it, sure. It was ripe for something to explode down there. Certainly, it was exploited by the media, by Soros, by a lot of these leftist groups. Um, but but it was it was ripe. It was a tinderbox, and they were you know, and they were looking for anywhere in the country for that to go down. Well, yeah, and that was around the time of the uh, what was the guy? I forget the na guy's name. Uh, Gray in in Baltimore. Uh, I forget the guy handcuffed and then supposedly came out paralyzed and died or whatever. I forget. But yeah, around that same time, there was a lot going on. Even in St. Louis, man, there was protest. 
uh, up north in Ferguson. There I, was some yeah. down in, in the south area down here where I was live, or I living at the time. There were Humvees at the Steak and Shake I go to, dude, and at the at the Schnucks grocery store. And this was like 40 minutes from Ferguson. So the city man was, the block was hot for a hot minute those few years. But so now, yeah. and think about it. Now you're back in you're back in the St. Louis area. It's starting to warm up again. All this stuff's gonna start happening again. Oh yeah. And you're gonna want to come back to the Quad Cities. <laughs> right yeah, i'm already gonna call it i'm already gonna dude, call it because we know the false told, flags are coming i told you the first day i came back and i pull into my grocery store and there's cops and fire trucks everywhere i'm just like oh my god this is blocks from my house yeah and i'm like then they look over and this girl's blue on the ground overdosing on whatever and i think she was gone they couldn't narcan her because she was i think per, i think she was just too she's that dead. far gone I, yeah and this was just right dead smack you know right by the front door almost of, of uh, a schnooks i'm just like wow welcome back to the loo brother so Basically, in closing, how do you how do you see this? I mean, we don't have to end it now, but how do you see how do you see the deep state scrambling their way out of this? It's got to be something big with a false flag in my mind. It's got to be. Well, I know there's going to be no. people end up dead. I know that already. Not to go too like existential about it, but I mean this 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 goes back to the the battle of the serpent and the eagle. And from way, way back in the day, the engineers and architects of society wanted humanity to go in two separate directions, basically two, one, who are basically slaves and like Morpheus holding up the little you know, battery, just saying basically we're just energy for the machine. Right. And then the, the other side who wants actually humanity to thrive, you know, for us to really, you know, find out who the hell we really are and not just be, not just be machines and consumers. So we're, we're seeing a war between good and evil. We've seen that take place for quite some time now. And it for quite some time, and it's manifesting in all these different ways, East versus West, this class of civilizations we talk about. And you and I talked about the other day after after the, the, the mass shooting in, in Christchurch in New Zealand. So, I mean, long story short, man, I mean, I, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it all yet, dude. This is there's, – there's a reason why we are, are – I think why they are dividing us into all these groups. It's easier to engage in the divide and conquer. And, and this whole thing, even just about Trump, I mean, that's just kind of one one hiccup of kind of their program of dividing us. Because all the different ways, like I said before, that they divided us, they're going to continue to divide us and exacerbate it with, like you said, false flag attacks, whatever it is. But it's it's not going to be pretty, dude. So now, so now let's make a comparison between one of our favorite presidents of all time, John F. Kennedy, being assassinated, <clears throat> being covered up. All of it was covered up. We know that. I don't think that they are a high end sport. Right. Very good. That was that was not bad actually. Not bad. I was I'm pretty impressed with that. Now <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> now let's think about what John F. Kennedy was doing to get himself assassinated. And now let's compare that to the moves that Donald Trump has made in comparison. I mean, Donald Trump, I mean, as big as the moves John F. Kennedy was making pale in comparison aren't a drop in the bucket in my mind to what Donald Trump has been doing to the corruption and the deep state and all the players on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. Really take a step back and think about that. No, I know. And again, it's not the like Olympics of evil and shadiness because they were both into some shady stuff and both, you know, John F. Kennedy was way more a pain in the ass to Israel, not to get all into that, but they had a role in the Kennedy assassination, whereas Donald Trump is very, very chummy and cozy with Israel. Right. Uh, his son-in-law, Charles Kushner, and, and his father. Uh, Maybe Roger Trump Kush- learned from John F. Kennedy a little, don't you think? Possibly, possibly, but that doesn't mean he's not pissing off a whole bunch of other people. And I just think, I just think anymore, not that they can't physically assassinate you anymore, that's why all of this, they almost have to politically assassinate you, because especially now, John F. Kennedy, yes, you had a lot of people who believed in him and this kind of, you know, Camelot kind of thing, but now, way more people on the planet, way, I mean, you have, it's so divisive right now, so many people love Donald Trump, if you take him out right now, you have just lit the powder keg. But isn't that what they want? Don't they want that? In my opinion, quite quite possibly. That's why I'm not ruling out assassination attempts by the other side. Yeah. To cause that implosion. Especially now. Right. If they had a possible thought that he was maybe going to go to jail or be or get impeached, right? Or yeah, there was it was. But now this, I I haven't read the report and all that, but it's like it's almost. I mean, for Mueller to be all for it to be all over the news, no collusion, no more indictments. That's almost a pretty full exoneration of what everybody was so focused on, right? As it relates to him and Putin, he's in Putin's back pocket. Now they've been painted into a corner, dude. Now they've been painted into a corner. Now they know the guns have been turned on them. 
Well, from 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 you know to early two thousand or you know two thousand sixteen in the campaign, like there's no way he can win. All the polls say Hillary's got it. Yeah. And for them to be so wrong, and then now again to be so wrong, that's why these shows are kind of cool. And all of these kind of shows that are just like I don't watch people who's like I don't watch. Doesn't it make you feel good that we've been right all along? It's, again, it's not about right or wrong, bro. Because I just want it is about right or wrong. It's about truth and untruth. I understand, but I people nothing changes unless people become aware of it. We just hopefully have made people aware of these kind of things so they can go find out for themselves. Yes, that we were eventually right when they look up Gladio. Like, oh my God, this shit happened. You know, thirty-five years ago, or Gulf of Tonkin. Man, they they have no problem killing an Ameri killing Americans if it's politically expedient. Like I just said earlier. So it's like, but I don't, you know. It's not about it's it's we just have to all kind of slowly awake and these ripple effects have to happen for for real real change to happen yep. because and otherwise the, we're just conspiracy theorists or and a great know, way a great way for our listeners to wake up wake up their pineal glands wake up their bodies get their gut biome the correct setting is go to chemicalfreebody.com forward slash farmer chemicalfreebody.com forward slash farmer and shop around a little bit get the greens 85 get the gut the gut uh, cleanse there's a lot of products there to get your body correct because your stomach and your intestines are literally your second brain it dictates your yeah. your thoughts so if you're having messed up thoughts you're having trouble focusing you have joint pain muscle pain everything else it's because your body's full of toxins go to chemicalfreebody.com forward slash farmer and get some products and get yourself cleaned out, and then you'll be on the same page as Jeffrey and I, because we've been taking the products for quite a while. <laughs> promo code, promo code farmer, you get five percent off, a little discount. Right. If it helps, but yeah, absolutely, man. That's one of our main sponsors, Timothy, Tim James, and the boys over at Chemical Free Body have just been absolutely amazing. I love hearing not just you and I talk about it because it's helped change my body, my biology, but just hearing the, the stories of testimonials of people who's had you know serious, serious illnesses reversed. We're talking stage just, four cancer and, and other illnesses where the absolutely. doctors have written them off and said you're done. Yeah, it's it's deep, man. And I'm not just, I'm not a, you know, this isn't an infomercial or right. just product shilling. I mean, this stuff works, man. I mean, the Greens 85 is so the truth that it's not even funny. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Great it's, stuff, it's great stuff. It's absolutely power food. So, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I know everybody's kind of, uh, you know, there's a certain side that's really, really butthurt right now and in kind of a defensive mode. They're, they're, the they are that, much more than butthurt, my friend. They are scrambling for their freedom. Yeah. They are scrambling for chaos, their freedom. Man, some, some, some crazy stuff can happen within this kind of chaos right now. Like you said, they've been pushed into a corner, um, and it's, you know. Well, pushed into a corner to the point where two weeks ago, John Brennan was given a televised on, I forget, was it, he was on CNN or Face the Nation or whatever the hell he was on. And John Brennan was basically saying, look, we're coming up. Uh, Mueller's winding up his report. We're going to see a lot of doc, uh, indictments come out of this. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to do it probably not in the second week of March on the 15th because that's the Ides of March, and Mueller doesn't want to coincide Ooh. with the Ides of March with all of that. Uh, that that well, would be bad optics. Of camp? We can't assume everybody knows what the Ides of March is. Go ahead. That is the day um, Julius Caesar was assassinated by Brutus and yes, Cassius yes. in the Senate. So for, for basically becoming a dictator. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's what Brennan was saying just two weeks ago. He knows his ass is grass. Well, and you you heard uh, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi like two weeks ago or a week ago preempting all of this. She's like, yeah, no, we're not really going to focus on impeachment. It's not really worth our time. I'm like, bitch. That was only know. after Trump sent out that tweet saying he was going to release a lot of a lot of uh, top secret stuff. A lot of uh, he was going to he was going to uh, release some documents on the Democrats that were going to ruin some lives. And she came out with that statement right after that. Right. She so said, yeah, you know, no, no reason to. It's a waste of our time to impeach him. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we know so what's no, going down. We know what's going the, down. So no have we confirmed with you yet that Trump is a white hat yet, tough guy? No, bro. No, they're all they're all gangsters. Come on, quit with that madness. He you couldn't. He couldn't a be a. You don't, you're not a New York real estate tycoon without some without some skeletons in your closet. Like I said, but he's Reagan was Reagan was a liberal actor at one time before he, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They turned him out and turned him. You know, they understood how important it was. How the power of television. Like, dude, we need you on our side. You were an actor. I mean, you know, they right. utilized the juice of the media, and it worked. You love Reagan. Well, I mean, I don't approve of everything Reagan did. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I know you're a fan of us. The amnesty stuff. I mean, come on. I mean, the little shrine you have in your office, I thought was a bit much, but you know what I mean? It's... <laughs> 
Oh, you mean the one to Genghis Khan? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Now that that's somebody we need to do a show on, dude. We can do that. That would be awesome. Do we some do Dan that. Carlin like hardcore history, man. I like it. All right, you got anything else to add, buddy? No, I think we're good. Oh, the, the 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 video I saw of the classroom that was interrupted and the teacher evacuated the classroom because the kid had a had a Make America Great Again hat. I, don't, I was wondering what people's uh what people's thought process was on that dude. The the teacher Madness. said he didn't feel safe or something like that, so we evacuated the class. And the kid was so chill and rational about it, like you're you're ending the class because of a hat. <laughs> I mean, he was so—he was the only yeah. adult in the room. It was hilarious. But see, this is where I go back to the kids that are in high school now, like two of my daughters. One's a junior, one's a freshman. And they've been saying this since junior high school, that all the kids in their school, we're talking Bettendorf, Iowa, and I'm thinking over the flyover states generally for the most part, all the kids that are in middle school and high school have watched these millennials lose their minds and make idiots out of themselves for so long that it has turned all these kids into conservatives. I mean, these kids right. are going, look, this is this is ridiculous. And my kids have come home and said, our whole class went after the teacher after they said something, you know, leftist-leaning. You know, right. our whole class oh, wow. literally said, bullshit. Like, you wow. are full of shit. And got into heated debates with the teachers. They just all gang up on the teachers now. And I'm telling you this, the millennials, thank God they came along because they created the biggest generation of conservatives to ever be created in this country we well, are going to be saved when you to... and i are old men and these kids are in office and in the military you watch you watch they're gonna they're gonna totally turn this country around and i think we're in the process of slowly turning around right now unless well, I mean, unless there's your, such you, a massive false flag attack that it gets derailed you got those you know aocs of the world i was pretty taken about you know it was like wow after those parkland sh after the parkland shooting man those kids hit the streets and I think they're starting to possibly weaponize those kids who are going to be voting here in a few they're years. They're trying to. With, they're trying to. Some, yeah. But, I mean, like you said, though, the chips will fall where they may. Like you, Some people will go that socialist, that left side, but you will find more kids like yourself, like your kids or you know, kids who are products of AOC. Uh, and AOC is a conservative psyop anyway, dude. You know what? I, I read something today. I forget the other girl, the other lady, the Somalian, Minneapolis uh, Muslim gal. I forget her name. But right. so I was I was reading something today. Omar. How she supposedly, Omar, there you go. How she supposedly controlled opposition, which is totally possible. And it made me start thinking about what you had talked about. And I'm just like, wow. It's, it I, is. I'm telling you, uh, she might not be. She very well could be. But I'm telling you, AOC is definitely a conservative intelligence psyop. She is there to destroy the, the, the Marxist movement that's going on. She's pushed that she's pushed things so far past sanity that it's all imploding. They're all scrambling, right? It def she definitely says some some pretty profoundly stupid shit. But, <laughs> but I mean, but I, she's she's I've, she's also said some things I've agreed with as far as basically just the ridiculous trillions and trillions on illegal wars. Oh sure, you but that's I'm, you know that's that's Rand Paul. That's you know, no, a lot, sure, a lot of people sure. who are saying sure. that, including you and I, that are, you know, we've we, the American people in general have had it with that. Shit. Well, I mean, her, her stance was it was like, oh, we can't afford and I'm not advocating, you know, pay for everything for everybody. But with the money that has been misappropriated in a lot of these things, you know, like the four trillion Donald Rumsfeld talked about the day before 9-11, we could have bought. That could everybody. have been well, that could have been infrastructure that could have been, you know, reopening factories that could have been a lot of stuff. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. Right. But her point was, I, it sucks that we're broke. Whenever we start talking about social issues or social programs, but education, we, yeah, schools are constantly have, yeah, you know letting of, teachers go and closing go. schools and stuff. Absolutely, no, I agree, I agree. Um, but uh, that's that's for another day when we can talk about the Department of Education going away and the, the money Dude. staying in the states and the and the counties and the and the municipalities to educate our kids because we know how to educate kids in Iowa better than some bureaucrat in D.C. does. I feel you. Yeah, the Department of Education is just absolutely flawed. I want to ask you before we get off the air because we had to exchange some messages and saw some stuff going on. Do you have a pro-vaxxer lined up to debate our girl Brittany? Uh, the director of – no, not against Brittany. No, this is this – is, uh, This was a pro-vaxxer. No, no. Well, that's George Pardos and a bunch of other people who are oh. – George, George, George is one of the few that's willing to come on and actually debate against someone who's anti-vaccine. But the director of the movie Vaxxed, Dell, is ready to come oh, on at any time and debate anyone. Nobody wants to debate this guy publicly. Publicly, no scientists. No, I mean they're all afraid because they know he's going to bury them. So if George Pardos is man enough to jump into <laughs> that debate, 
<laughs> with the director of the movie Vaxxed, he is he has no idea what he's climbing into. He's you know his his major was 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 in all of this. Okay, great. Um, I think George I think George is biting off more than he can chew in this one. Did you hear this, George Pardos? Your uh, boy is laying down the gaunt or the gauntlet has been laid down. George can step up. Down. George can step up. I like it. So. George ain't no punk. He ain't no he ain't scurred. Yeah, so he wants to come on April first or April eighth. Monday, April first, Monday, April eighth. One of those two. So we gotta figure that out, bud. Okay. Sounds good. All right. And uh conspiracy farmers, uh, we are introducing our boy Chemical Free Body, Tim James, in about thirty minutes to our Everything Combat episodes. If you guys want right. to tune in to us live on ESPN ninety three point five Quad Cities or our Facebook page, our Everything Combat Facebook page or YouTube page, we'll be chopping it up with Timothy about yep. all the goodness, the message of health. And I and, won't uh, I won't announce who it is, but we just brought on a new sponsor today, it looks like. Oh, we did. A kick-ass firearms company. Yes. That is going to blow everyone's minds. People are going to be able to go shopping it's straight from sweet. our site for some, some of the, the absolute best and high-quality high quality firearms in the world that are sold to law enforcement agencies across the world, military agencies, groups. Damn sexy. Damn sexy. And as a civilian, you'll be able to purchase those weapons. So it's going to be a beautiful thing, buddy. I'm really excited about it, man. And good, uh, nice work laying that down, my friend. So anything else, brother? We're good. We're good. I'm happy. I'm content. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. It's been uh been fun too bad we couldn't get to the calls we're working out the kinks but uh next time we'll get get you guys called in chop it up with you guys we always, always fun hearing from your farmers our farmers yep we're out all right all right peace and love guys